Chapter Nineteen of the Home Life of Poe by Susan Archer Weiss. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Back to New York. Poe, discouraged and with the old restlessness upon him, suddenly resolved to leave Philadelphia. On the sixth of April, eighteen forty-four, he started with Virginia for New York, leaving Mrs. Clem to settle their affairs in general most fortunately for poe's memory there remains to us a letter written by him to mrs clem in which he gives her an account of their journey it is of so private and confidential a nature and speaks so frankly and freely of such small domestic matters as most persons do not care to have exposed to strangers that in reading it one feels almost as if violating the sacredness of domestic privacy but i here refer to it as showing poe's domestic character in a most attractive light new york sunday morning april seven just after breakfast my dear muddy we have just at this moment done breakfast and i now sit down to write you about everything in the first place we arrived safe at walnut street wharf the driver wanted me to pay him a dollar but i wouldn't then i had to pay a boy a levy to put the trunks in the baggage car in the meantime i took sis into the depot hotel it was only a quarter past six and we had to wait until seven we started in good spirits but did not get here until nearly three o'clock sissy coughed none at all when we got to the wharf it was raining hard i left her on board the boat after putting the trunks in the ladies cabin and set off to buy an umbrella and look for a boarding-house i met a man selling umbrellas and bought one for twenty-five cents then i went up greenwich street and soon found a boarding-house it has brownstone steps and a porch with brown pillars morrison is the name on the door i made a bargain in a few minutes and then got a hack and went for sis i was not gone more than half an hour and she was quite astonished to see me back so soon she didn't expect me for an hour there were two other ladies on board so she wasn't very lonely when we got to the house we had to wait about half an hour till the room was ready the cheapest board that i ever knew taking into consideration the central situation and the living i wish kate virginia's pet cat catalina could see it she would faint last night for supper we had the nicest tea you ever drank strong and hot wheat bread and rye bread cheese tea cakes elegant a good dish two dishes of elegant ham and two of cold veal piled up like a mountain in large slices three dishes of the cakes and everything in the greatest profusion no fear of our starving here the landlady seemed as if she could not press us enough and we were at home directly her husband is living with her a fat good-natured old soul there are eight or ten boarders two or three of them ladies two servants for breakfast we had excellent flavored coffee hot and strong not too clear and no great deal of cream veal cutlets elegant ham and eggs and nice bread and butter i never sat down to a more plentiful or a nicer breakfast i wish you could have seen the eggs and the great dishes of meat i ate the first hearty breakfast i have eaten since we left our little home sis is delighted and we are both in excellent spirits she has coughed hardly any and had to-night no night sweat 
she is now mending my pants which i tore against a nail i went out last night and bought a skein of silk a skein of thread two buttons and a tin pan for the stove the fire kept in all night we have now got four dollars and a half left to-morrow i am going to try and borrow three dollars so that i might have a fortnight to go upon i feel in excellent spirits and have not drank a drop so that i hope soon to get out of trouble the very instant that i scrape together enough money i will send it on you can't imagine how much we both miss you sissy had a hearty cry last night because you and catalina weren't there we are resolved to get two rooms the first moment we can in the meantime it is impossible that we can be more comfortable or more at home than we are be sure to go to the p o and have my letters forwarded it looks as if it were going to clear up now as soon as i can write the article for lowell i will send it to you and get you to get the money from graham give our best love to catalina signature cut out here in this letter written as simply and as unreservedly as that of a child to its mother we see poe himself poe in his real nature not the poet with his studied affectation of gloom and sadness not the critic severe in his judgment of all that did not agree with his standard of literary excellence and not even the society man wearing the mask of cold and proud reserve but poe himself poe the man shut in from the eye of the world in the privacy of his home life and the companionship of his own family who would recognize in this gentle kindly and tender man with his playful mood and his affectionate consideration for those whom he loved even for catalina the morbid and enigmatical being that the world chooses to imagine him the gloomy wanderer amid the ghoul-haunted regions of weir the despairing soul forever brooding over the memory of his lost lenore and how readily he yields himself to the enjoyment of the moment how cheerful he is in a situation which would depress any other man a stranger in a strange city just making a new start in life with four dollars and a half to begin with surely there is something most pathetic in all this as we see it from poe's own unconscious pen with the purchase of the twenty-five cent umbrella to shield sissy from the rain the two buttons and the skein of thread and ever mindful of sissy's comfort the tin pan for the stove the picture is invaluable as enabling us to understand the true characters of poe and his wife and the peculiar relations existing between them virginia trusting loving and happy and poe all kindness and protective tenderness for his little sissy we look upon it as a lifelike photograph clear and distinct in every line poe with the traces of care and anxiety for the time swept away from his face and virginia as she is described at this time a woman grown but looking not more than fourteen plump and smiling with her bright black eyes and full pouting lips it is poe himself who reveals her character as no other has done when he says that though delighted with her new experience and situation she yet had a hearty cry childlike missing her mother and her cat it would have been well for them could they have remained at this model cheap boarding-house where they were so well provided for but it was beyond their means with board for three persons 
and so they look about for two rooms and when ready send for mrs clem and catalina two rooms for the three in one of which mrs clem must perform all her domestic operations of cooking and laundering for as we afterwards learn poe was indebted to his mother-in-law for that immaculate linen in which however shabby the outer garments he invariably appeared and despite the threadbare suit he was always it was said as well groomed and scrupulously neat as the most fastidious gentleman could be that in new york poe did not at first succeed according to his expectations is rendered evident by the fact that in the following october he being ill mrs clem applied to n p willis for some employment for him who gave him a place in his office as assistant editor willis says that mrs clem's countenance as she pleaded for her son-in-law was beautiful and saintly by reason of an evident complete giving up of her life to privation and sorrowful tenderness to those whom she loved of poe he says that he was a quiet patient industrious and most gentlemanly person commanding the utmost respect and good feeling of every one he also says in speaking of a lecture which he delivered about this time before the new york lyceum and which was attended by several hundred persons he becomes a desk his beautiful head showing like a statuary embodiment of discrimination his accent like a knife through water it was now in january eighteen forty five that the raven was published in the evening mirror taking the world by storm probably no one was more surprised at its immediate success than was poe himself who as he afterwards stated to a friend had never had much opinion of the poem he now found himself elevated to the highest rank of american literary fame and with this his worldly fortune should also have risen yet we find him going on in the same rut as before writing but little for the magazine and for that being poorly paid too poorly to enable the family to live in any degree of comfort from one cheap lodging to another they removed with such frequency as to suggest to us the suspicion that their rent was not always ready when due but after some time the old discontent returned upon poe willis and the mirror were too narrow for him and he sought and was fortunate enough to obtain a place on the broadway journal at that time the leading journal of the day and of which he was soon appointed assistant editor with a good salary the family were now enabled to live in more comfort they rented a front and back room on the third story of an old house on east broadway which had once been the residence of a prosperous merchant but had long ago been given over to the use of poor but respectable tenants it was musty and mouldy but here they were elevated somewhat above the noise and dust of the street and had sunlight and a good view from the narrow windows it was here that late one evening mr r h stoddard whose sarcastic pen is so well known called on poe instead of at his office to inquire the fate of a certain ode which he had sent to the broadway journal for publication necessarily he was received in the front room which was virginia's the following is his account of the visit poe received me with the courtesy habitual with him when he was himself and gave me to understand that my ode would be published in the next number of his paper what did he look like 
he was dressed in black from head to foot except of course that his linen was spotlessly white the most noticeable things about him were his high forehead dark hair and sharp black eye his cousin wife always an invalid was lying on a bed between himself and me she never stirred but her mother came out of the back parlor and was introduced to me by her courtly nephew stoddard is here mistaken in his description of poe's eyes they were neither sharp nor black but large soft dreamy eyes of a fine steel gray clear as crystal and with a jet-black pupil which would in certain lights expand until the eyes appeared to be all black stoddard continues i saw poe once again and for the last time it was a rainy afternoon such as we have in our november and he was standing under an awning waiting for the shower to pass over my conviction was that i ought to offer him my umbrella and go home with him but i left him standing there and there i see him still and shall always poor and penniless but proud reliant dominant may the gods forgive me i can never forgive myself in april five months after this time poe's old habits unfortunately returned upon him mr lowell one day in passing through new york called to see him when mrs clem excused his strange actions by frankly stating that edgar was not himself that day she afterward made the same statement to mr briggs whose assistant editor poe was and who writes june eighteen forty five to lowell i believe he had not drank anything for more than eighteen months until the last three months and concludes that he would have to dispense with his services the matter was settled however by poe's proposing to buy the broadway journal hoping to make of it in a measure what he had desired for the stylus the prospect seemed to promise fair enough for its success and mr greeley and mr griswold each generously contributed a sum of fifty dollars but the plan finally failed for want of sufficient funds george poe to whom edgar applied remembering his former unpaid loan making no response to his appeal this was another great disappointment to poe just as on former occasions his hopes seemed on the point of realization thus in whatever direction he turned grim poverty faced and frowned him down surely it was enough to discourage him and yet to the end of his life he eagerly followed this elusive hope mrs clem too who had in this time been trying to support the family by keeping a boarding-house also met with her disappointments for some reason her boarders never remained long with her and the family who had removed to obscure lodgings on amity street now found themselves in one of their frequent seasons of poverty and distress End of chapter nineteen